So here we are. Uh, we are recording from the Mayfair office. Andrew was uh, deathbed sick yesterday, so we had to postpone. I wasn't deathbed sick. I was like... You better be deathbed sick. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to get out of bed sick. <laughs> and then uh, no. we, had, we were going to do it this afternoon, but you had a wedding rehearsal in here. So now, uh, under perfect podcast recording conditions, we're huddled in the... In the bomb shelter. In the office. bomb shelter office with one of the loudest movies of the year playing in the background. Whiplash. So if you hear some drumming, if it sounds good, that was part of the plan. If it sounds bad... It was also part of the it was plan. Just, yeah, just don't pay attention. You're hearing some Oscar-caliber music playing in the background. I can um, hear it. I can hear it. Sounds good. I'm waiting for it to get, like, when, when uh, J.K. starts freaking out on him and he's yeah. just drumming for an hour straight. Yeah. <laughs> like, that might be... We'll see. We'll, hopefully it won't hinder too much and you just kind of hear it in the background and not... Sounds like things are blowing up. They're not. Yeah. Everything will be fine. Today is Friday, February 13th. Yeah! Uh, we're on Valentine's Day Eve. We're very excited that we got our friends at Auntie Lou's to make us a bunch of uh, cookies. Special cookies. Emily cookies and Painted Lips and Lolly Licks cookies for I'm, our Valentine's Day screenings tomorrow. I'm totally going to eat into the profits. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a hard time looking at the boxes of cookies just. They're not even open. They're under the counter. I might steal one. There's a lot of cookies. And they, what, what did they say on them? Um, lots of different things. There are uh, Amelie-themed ones, like Amelie plus Nino. A couple of them say 15 on them, if you get the reference. There's a, a reference to Painted Lips as well, I mm-hmm. think. There's like Triple X cookies and Rated R cookies and um, some some... Popcorn, Mayfair, you, cookies, like, oh, I, I want to do this, like, like, every week. I want to do this whatever movie <laughs> we're playing. cookies. I want drum cookies for Whiplash. I want Babadook-shaped cookies. You know that Auntie Lou? I want, well, we're, we're thinking about, she, a, a, as we speak, Auntie Lou is researching this, but we had the bright idea of maybe getting Oscar cookies. So oh, she's seeing like Oscar-shaped cookies? Yeah, so I guess if she has, like, if she either, I don't if know how you these. you can find an Oscar-shaped cookie cutter, I don't know if that exists. Or I don't know if in the in the in the professional cookie making world if you can like make maybe make, we could just get star shaped cookies ask them to do that yeah like worst case scenario do that but so yeah we'll have more cookies so it doesn't matter what we're playing you got to come here and eat, eat cookies, cookies with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, today as we speak as mentioned we have Whiplash playing right now and then we have Still Alice so we've got a couple of Oscar favorites playing uh, starting tonight the music we're gonna keep on stopping oh. and seeing if you can hear the music well at least it's music and it's not something like you know it's not uh, Scary or an yeah. annoying loud Sad. dialogue or anything yeah <laughs> if we didn't keep talking about it it might just be okay <laughs> it might just it's be like it sounds right. like it sounds like we're at the NEC like we're in a closet at the <laughs> NEC <laughs> we're undercover they don't know we're here and we've been living in the office of the Mayfair for six months now we had nowhere else to go <laughs> uh, so and then so tomorrow night we have uh, uh, kind of a, a, a two-prong Valentine special event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the movie Emily, and then we also have Painted Lips. So if you come to both, that's great. It might be understandable if you might favor one or the other a bit more. If you're coming for a first date, per se, you might want to go to Emily. If you want to go see a bunch of crazy erotic porn short films, then Painted Lips is the they one for you. for the evening, yeah. But I'm sure there's plenty of, like... Literally. I'm oh sh- man, that's the, oh. <laughs> oh, we just lost our family-friendly <laughs> iTunes yeah, card right there. 
Or, uh, but there's probably plenty of romantic, actual, actual romantic stuff in the painted lips. It's not. Don't think that it's all smut. Yes. In in, in past year, it was two or three years ago. There was one, and I, I couldn't remember the, the title. But it was this very cute one about two kids talking about kind of adult themed things. And if I remember correctly, they they got mixed up of what like kissing and sex was. And I think like they say in it, if I remember this correctly, they say like oh, me and Jimmy just had sex on the swings. And it's two, like, 10-year-olds. And then, like, the dad, like, faints and everything. Oh, my but, God. So it was a little risque, but very cute. And the kid actors are really good. And then we've had, like, uh, like there's been, like, animation stuff. There's been, been kind of, I believe, some more kind of documentary-themed stuff. So, like, a good mix of stuff. But there will be some stuff that you will never forget, for better or yeah. for worse. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to specify, but some yeah. things that I've seen for the first time and probably the <laughs> yeah. last as well. But it's always packed. It's always a great night. I, I love nights like this. Uh, anytime there's a handful of auto filmmakers, purely from a evil businessman point of view, it brings people in. <laughs> Friends and family Friends and are fam- great, yeah. is what Josh is trying to say. <laughs> bring, 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 <laughs> bring your mom and dad to see your short erotic film. Okay. <laughs> And then Amelie, which is uh, a kind of a modern, already 15 years old or so, but kind which of... It's crazy to think about. It came out... Yeah. And it's... Yeah. It's the movie that is the fault for all the lawn gnomes, gnome stuff. Yeah. Like, there's kind of blogs and uh, commercials on TV and, and stuff with the lawn gnomes is traveling the, the world. Us, is it Travelocity commercials yeah. now that have Totally ripped that off from, from Amelie. And anytime somebody's doing that kind of thing, like bringing a, a little stuffed animal somewhere on a trip. I believe that's all thanks to Amelie kind of cornering that that uh, that gimmick for your, your, your trips around the world. the cuteness. Uh, I, it, I'm glad we have we brought Whiplash back because it's a rare time when, in our young podcast, when we're talking about movies where I've seen it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we played it a, a couple weeks ago, I guess. Uh, like maybe a month ago. Maybe a month ago, yeah. A month and a half. And just, I think, had the opportunity to bring it back Especially with the excuse of thanks to the it being nominated for five Oscars, yeah, and uh, so hopefully it'll be in the, the the public eye a bit more, and people who missed it or want to come see it again. Uh, it's it that movie. I love horror movies and stuff like that, and that movie stressed me out more than like in, in a good way. In a good way. In a good way of like all the cliches, just like edge of my seat, but just like not breathing and just yeah. like not seeing where the couple of twists and turns during the climax were coming from. And just, like, when you have these, like, five-minute scenes where it's just J.K. Simmons yelling at the kid. Doing an amazing job yelling oh at somebody. Yeah. And, and, and the, uh, the, the drummer just bleeding knuckles. And it's just One of my so favorite stressful. shots in the movie is when he's practicing his ass off at home, and then he, there's a close-up of him soaking his, his fist. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. a bucket of ice. Yeah, like a, like a boxer. See the blood just you know flow out. Yeah, yeah. Like tea. Oh, so so well yeah. worth seeing. Um, and and it just J.K. Simmons, who someone who's had a fine career, but I'm always you always kind of get this like you're so proud of him because this is a guy who's been in dozens of movies and TV and shows. Shows, yeah. Yeah, he was on Oz, wasn't he? Oz was a big thing for him, and then kind of in the mainstream public eye, I would guess. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy is what a lot of people know mm-hmm. him from. He was uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Essentially mm-hmm. the same character as Whiplash. G- give him a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like... I mean, like, also, he was in an episode of Nip Tuck. They give him boobs. 
and like <laughs> he was in Juno. Yeah. And he's done Saturday morning cartoon voiceovers. Like he's a real working actor. So it's always nice when someone like that gets some recognition. Yeah. Because they're they're the guys who are are even at like middle age are auditioning are doing um, um, a gig in a commercial because that's paying the mortgage or do it like they're not picking their scripts necessarily yeah. they're working they're and sometimes they in the fall work. into something good but you also when you see them do something you know run of the mill it's because well that was he had two weeks off and that's paying the bills kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah that's that's what I like about the Oscar what's interesting about the Oscars is when a character actor is nominated and wins rather than you know like yeah. Meryl Streep winning yeah. being nominated for the 50th time yeah yeah and then um, tonight we also have Still Alice, which I haven't seen, and I'm going to see, and I admit my only hesitation is I have a feeling it's going to be pretty heavy. Like, I might mm-hmm. buy a box of tissues yeah. and just keep them at the box <laughs> office, encourage people so to grab it. Julianne Moore, Julianne Moore. As a, she's like a college professor. She was a linguistics teacher, I think. Yeah, and she is diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, and, and I... I've been madly in love with Julianne Moore forever. Forever. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Was it Boogie Nights I saw her in first? It's funny. We were just talking about Boogie Nights because of Mark Wahlberg recently. But in Boogie Nights, she's. It's one of those movies where like everybody's bad. Everybody's like uh, a, a criminal or a druggie or backstabbing each other or whatever. But in that movie, there's a scene where she like breaks down crying, mm-hmm. and then soon after that, I saw like a very. No, maybe it was before. Like, a very mainstream movie, like, Nine Months, like a romantic comedy. And That just, was before Boogie Nights. That was before, yeah. Mm. And, then, and then Jurassic Park Lost World. Yeah. But, so, three very different movies. Like, a, like a run-of-the-mill romantic comedy, uh, a big Steven Spielberg dinosaur movie, and a, a drama about the history of porn in the 70s. And whatever she's in, I just love her so much. And if she has a scene where she's crying or upset... Yeah. <laughs> like, she's, like, a really, like, committed actress. Men. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I just had a flash of her face in that movie. She or, did a great job. Or maybe it was, what was it, Shortcuts? Maybe Shortcuts yeah, was Shortcuts the one I saw her in first. Yeah. Where she has the famous half-nude, yeah. nervous breakdown scene. Yeah. yeah. But I, I love Julianne Moore. And, and even, she's one of those actors where, even when you see her on, on like, Letterman or something, you're like, oh, you're a normal person who happens to be an actor. <laughs> like, she, she's yeah. just cool, you know? Yeah. And, and... I just listened to a podcast with Jeff Bridges on it, and he was extolling her virtues and, and mm-hmm. saying that she's like one of her, his best friends and the coolest people. And I'm like, wow! When Jeff Bridges says that about you, that means you're awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm, I'm I will see this movie this week, but I just know I'm gonna be like opening credit and crying. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna sneak in. I'm gonna yeah. make sure <laughs> nobody who is working sees me, and I'm yeah. gonna sneak out the side door. No judgment. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> But, but yeah, I think, I just know this because I wrote our little Twitter this morning for our, um, what was playing today, and it's, she's won the Golden Globe, the BAFTA, the Screen Actors Guild, Gotham, which is New York City, I believe, and, like, a dozen other awards, and has, like, 30 nominations. She's nominated for an Oscar. So we yeah. come see it, because yeah. she's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> In all likelihood. Like, she, she's the one to beat. Like, yeah. I think mm-hmm. she's the one to beat for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, and it's one of those ones where, for better or for worse, often when a movie like this rolls around, they say she could have been nominated a dozen times already. So let's give her this one. Yeah. A lot of times that'll happen too, for better or for worse. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I think she she what is it? Michael Keaton 
and Julianne Moore, I believe, are the kind of the front runners for actor actress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Boyhood, I think, is the front runner for maybe Best picture, picture I think director, Best picture. that kind of stuff. It seems to be between Birdman and Boyhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want Birdman to win. I want Birdman I to win. Prefer Bird. Uh, sorry, I want Boyhood to win. Okay, yeah, yeah. Did I say Birdman? You did. I want Boyhood to win because <laughs> I like Boyhood much better. And I want Birdman to win because Michael Keaton is my Batman. <laughs> That's, what That's I, the only reason. And it was a good movie, <laughs> but I just I love Michael Keaton, and it's like I don't know if he'll get a shot at this again. And and uh, and and who else? Is, it, it's it's all talented folks. It's like Steve Carell's in that category. It's, it's a lot of talented people. So I don't think there's anyone in the category who I'd be, like, standing and booing at the back of the theater when they win or anything. Yeah. Well, I was watching, I watched a documentary about the Oscars the oh, other yeah. day. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Netflix, how dare you? <laughs> well, I've never, never heard even of heard of it, yeah. and it was like, what is this weird random thing that's about the length of a show? Yeah. So my roommates and I watched it, and uh, there's a lot of the actors who are, like, you know, when you're sitting there and the nominees are being announced and then they announce the winner, a lot of the time it's like, why did I win? Yeah. This person, my friend, deserves it so much more than I do, is yeah. what some people are saying. They're just saying that to be, yeah, to be nice. Yeah. Well, maybe, <laughs> but, you know. One of my favorite things ever, and I, I can't remember what award show it was, but Steve Carell was nominated against a bunch of other people he knew. It might have been for The Office back in the, back in the day. But somebody else won, and it cut to him, and he was just sitting there looking Scaling. furious. And it was one of the funniest things ever, because it was clear that he was doing it, like, knowing there was a As camera a on Carell, him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I think most actors, it's always fun winning an award, I'm sure, but I think most actors, especially at that caliber, are like, this is a fun night out, this is a good publicity, this might help the film. Like with Birdman, I think it totally has. Yeah. I think Birdman went from $20 million to $80 million mm-hmm. or yeah. something. yeah. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, whether or not Michael Keaton wins an Oscar, he's still going to get another gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's God, considering the kind of Oscar curse, it might be better if he doesn't win the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. well, that seems to happen a lot to like best supporting actress, actors who aren't very famous and they, they win the Oscar, but yeah. it doesn't really change their career for the better. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll get like, or like Halle Berry. Yeah. She'll she'll win the Oscar and then do Catwoman. Catwoman. Oh my God, and 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 um, yeah, she never really bounced back from that. I mean, and it's all it's all perspective because it's like, yeah, she did Catwoman and we all hated it, but I think she got like five million dollars to be Catwoman. So, I mean, yeah. and she's done six movies since then. So it's it's kind of relative of of judging a career like that. But I don't think she's ever. Some actors can keep on Clint Eastwood post winning an Oscar. Has had some hits and misses, but has been nominated for Oscars a whole bunch more times, as yeah. is he is again this year. Yeah. Um, and then you know some some people like Scorsese take forever to get their Oscar, and then kind of then they seem to be in the groove and they Snowball. keep on yeah they, yeah, they keep yeah. on getting nominated again. And then there's some people who I think there's always that list that I can't remember right now of like people who were never nominated, and it blows your mind. Yeah. yeah. Like or like like some films like. Movies that are classics now, and, and I, the three that always stick in my head for some reason are are Psycho, Fantasia, and Fight Club. It makes you wonder who they pissed off. Yeah, well, but that that speaks to like censoring yourself for accessibility, right? Yeah, like you have to tone it down. Fight Club. Yeah. I mean, the other two not so much, but Fight Club is not for everybody. So and I not a lot of people saw it when it came out. Fight no. Club. Fight Club wasn't a hit. It's it became a cult classic. Yeah, and that's why I always look at movies that I. I'm so shocked. Every once in a while, a movie does well, and I'm like. 
Guardians of the Galaxy shouldn't have done that well because I loved it. And, 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 <laughs> and I look at Scott Pilgrim, which was just tanked, like a giant flop of a movie, but seemingly everybody who's ever seen it is in love with that movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a movie that in you know, the year 2020 will be having midnight screenings and you know, a 15-year-old wearing a Scott Pilgrim t-shirt, and I think it will stick around like your different genres, but like your Clockwork Oranges or like mm-hmm. your, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I've heard of screenings of that film doing well even yeah. now, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's always like, I, I never want to trash it too much because they're fun. Like, the, the Oscars are fun, especially coming to the Mayfair to see the Oscars are fun. I had never been an, uh, an awards watcher until, you know, last year. Yeah. Josh was like, so this is our plan. This is what we're doing. We're going to highlight all night. Are you ready? Yeah. And I wasn't even sure what I was getting into, but it was the best time ever. We, yeah, we spent... Yeah, your, your job is to highlight, to keep track of all the ballots. All the ballots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We spent, well, however long the Oscars are, wait, like seven, eight hours, and yeah. we just have a stack of 300 ballots, because almost everybody who... We, we usually pack the place, and... Almost everybody fills out a little ballot that says, I think I think Boyhood will win. I think Julianne Moore will win. I think, I don't know, John Williams will win for best score. And, and they fill them out. And whoever gets the most wins some random prizes. But there's no, with two or three people doing it, it just means somebody goes, eh, Michael Keaton. And then you run to the table and, and grab a highlighter. a hundred pieces of paper. Yeah. <laughs> because we sell out. Yeah. And then, and then so far we've always come down to just like, you know, a person winning, two people winning maybe. I always think like the disaster if we get like a thirty-way tie, but uh, wasn't last year a, a tie? Last year I think it was a tie, and it was almost like a seven-way tie. And I can't remember the mathematics, but it was like if so and so wins, it's a seven-way tie. If this other guy wins, two people then win. It's a, yeah, a real tie. Yeah, yeah. and it, like say for example, it would come down to like if Boyhood wins, it's a seven-way tie. If Birdman wins, it's a two-way tie. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it. Uh, fell that way so but we'll do that again this year and the, there's always some confusion of how you get in and all it is is it's a members only event but that doesn't mean it's some secret private thing all it means is you need a membership card which you can just buy from our box office and then you could come see this private event so that's all it is you just if you don't if you have already if you already have a membership you're good to go and, show and if up. not, then it's the same price as a, a regular admission. You could just come pick it up any day. Yeah, and come early. <laughs> come early on Oscars Day, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It is first come, first serve. We have 325 seats, and it's going to sell out. So Yeah, yeah, and we hope it's not minus 40 outside. And if it is, we'll get everybody in as quickly <laughs> as we can. Keep that in mind. Ladies, wear your leg warmers. And we'll just double check on our Facebook or Twitter or whatever, but I'm not sure what the movie is before it, but depending on how much time we have... Still Alice, I think. Is it Still Alice? So we'll, the doors, time permitting, will open as early as we can, but it, uh, if we can open at 7... Oh, no, no, wait, wait a minute. What? Huh? I'm looking at... No, I believe it's Still Alice. It's Still Alice. So yeah. if we can, we'll open... Um, We're going to kick everybody out from Still Alice. Yeah. And then let everybody in for the Oscars. So you could watch like the red, the red carpety thing. Mm-hmm. Which should work as well. Still Alice is at five. Yeah. So I, I believe we can open at seven o'clock. Everyone could come in and watch the, the pre-show, get settled in, get their popcorn, fill out their ballot, and then uh, the show will start at uh, eight o'clock, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so so that will be next weekend. So we should have another podcast before then, but that's if you guys are getting ready for that, that's... We have two busy weekends. So we got heads up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valentine's weekend and Oscar weekend. And we have a wedding tomorrow, too. Wedding. Yeah, yeah. people wedding get, people get married here. The, 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 and it's, it's crazy. People still don't realize we do that, but, like, the schedule in the summertime, there's, I, I don't know if it's July, but it's, like, 
I'm Sat- looking at what's upcoming, and I'm pretty sure every weekend this summer is a wedding. Yeah, it's like Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. So, yeah, so we have a wedding this weekend, so it's a busy, <laughs> busy couple it's weeks. super romantic Saturday. And we have the family day free screening. Family day. Which will also... Family day, Tracy Arnett, pandemonium. Speaking of Madhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Get here early. It's, it's a free popcorn, a free drink, and free admission... For Princess Bride. But again, first come, first serve. You can't save seats for your friends. Everybody has to show up on time. Yeah, yeah. that's at 1 o'clock on Monday. Guest doors will open half Monday, hour before. On, on Monday the 16th on Family Day. It will totally sell out. But it's also going to be a lot of fun. Yep. And worst case scenario, if you don't get into that, come see Big Hero 6 at 3.30. Yeah. Because, man, I love Big Hero 6. I saw that last weekend, and so we're playing that all this weekend, too. And oh, uh, so uh, Big Hero 6 is, is it's funny now. Adorable. Like, a billion dollars is the benchmark now. And they're like, <laughs> it didn't make as much as Frozen made. It's a flop. I'm like, no, no, no. No, it, no, no, no. It's fine. It's good. But yeah, I, 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 I was so glad we got Frozen because with the the um, the legendary Disney vaults and distribution and the way it works, sometimes it's hard to get them in, but we've managed to grab it for a couple weekends. And But theoretically, this could be your last time in a public setting to get to see Big Hero 6 because... Uh, it could be. If uh, is there another another Disney movie coming out sometime soon? Uh, I don't know. The next one might be like Disney Pixar, um, Inside Out, the uh, the one that's inside Tina Fey's brain. Okay. Not Tina Fey. Yeah. Sorry, Amy Poehler's brain. Yeah, Amy Poehler's brain. Um, I was just gonna say because one time when we were at the New Fair in Orleans, we were playing Brave, and we were supposed to play for two weeks, and mm-hmm. they pulled it from us because they were re-releasing something yes. else. I think it was Finding Nemo, like Disney. It might very well be your last chance, but they might also take it away from us to, in yeah. order to promote something else. And it, it's so interesting because like when I was, I'm older than you guys, but when I was a kid, there was a rotation, and it would be like, uh, uh, Pinocchio is this spring and Fantasia is this fall, yeah. and then it would be uh, Hundred One Dalmatians and Fox and the Hound, and they would just loop them. And I don't know when it stopped, but at one point they just were like, nope, we're not doing that anymore, and. Because this was before VHS, and you know, so they had to just yeah. keep re-releasing them. Like, because this was, I think they still did it for a while. I was like, I yeah, maybe in retrospect, I was a young kid, but I was like, VHS was around, but maybe they just went, oh, let's not do this anymore. But it's such a shame because. But I'm yeah. If you think about it, like when theaters first started, yeah, they, they would travel with their print, yeah, from theater to theater, and so it would like, oh, everybody would come down to see this movie because they only have it for one month, and then that's it. And we always get requests of people saying, like, even something a bit more modern, like a few years ago when the Tron sequel came out, people were like, are you going to show Tron? And we're like, well, if you could convince our friends at Disney to let us do so, we yeah. would love to. But they have this kind of vault mentality. And they're not. The, they, it's funny that they ended up buying Star Wars because Lucasfilm had the same thing with that, where even now it's like people are like, oh, with Episode Seven coming out at Christmas time, are you guys going to have like a marathon of Star Wars films? And we're like, well... In a perfect world, but... In a perfect world, we'd be allowed to play them. We're not allowed to play them. So, yeah. Not everything's available, unfortunately. But, so yeah, whenever something like that comes out, you would think logic would dictate to let these guys play the older film to advertise Tron 2 or to advertise Toy Story 3 or to advertise whatever, but... Make a little bit of money. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's funny. Speaking of sequels and stuff, the, the one thing that's been on my mind lately is... Again, there's a lot of talk of remakes and sequels and that sort of thing. And the last thing that seemingly... Uh, Sam Raimi, who I love, 
um, is producing a new Poltergeist movie. And it's always funny, and everyone's guilty of it, but it's like, things you see when you're a kid, you go back and watch it as an adult, and, and for me it's been comic books. Like, I'll read like an X-Men comic from the 70s, and if I see it again as in my 30s, I'm like, oh, this isn't well written at all. <laughs> and, and the level of comic book writing now, the level of kids entertainment, like you look at a kid's movie from the 70s and a kid's movie now. So there's been a lot yeah. of people going like, all the normal normal cliches of, oh, it's ruining my childhood. Oh, how dare they? It's a classic. How dare they touch it? And I'm like, well, Poltergeist, I love Poltergeist. Yeah. But Poltergeist is a film that, even when I first saw it as like a kid, and not a kid kid, but when I was like 12, I was like, well, that ending doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> and not to play spoiler, spoiler, for if you haven't seen the first one, but in the first movie, the movie ends, yay, we survived, we beat the ghost, we got our kid back. What are we going to do tonight? Uh, let's sleep over in the house again. What are you doing, people? <laughs> and, and, you know, of course, no fault of its own, but, like, some of the effects are quite dated. Mm -hmm. And the harsh reality is we live in a world where not just kids, but people, like, grown-ups will not go see an old movie. And by old, I mean, like, 80s and maybe even 90s by this point. Yeah, it's kind of sad that they can't appreciate it as, like, a time capsule yeah. sort of thing. But I always look at it where it's like, like, remakes and sequels are nothing new. And I think it's funny people complaining about, like, like putting Sam, like chasing Sam Raimi out of town with pitchforks and, and, and flamed because he produced this remake. Because I really liked his Evil Dead remake. And I don't know, like, did, did nerds, which I am one, um, did they complain when John Carpenter was making The Thing? And say, how dare he? That's a movie already. Or when Wizard of Oz came out, did they say... Oh, Hollywood's out of ideas. Base a movie off a book. So I always kind of think people should calm down and be like, like remakes and sequels aren't new. Like mm -hmm. this is well, they're we're being bombarded now. Yeah, we're oversaturated. But but it's yeah. always like there's plenty of original stuff. You just gotta go watch it. Yeah, and also I mean, if you are not willing to go see something because the effects are old or whatever, this yeah. is probably more up your alley than the original. Yeah. And, and it's like, I hear people, I always hear people complain, like, oh, I went to see fill in the blank. And I was like, why did you go see that? You, you said you didn't want to see it. Oh, I just went because it was Friday night. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure you could have not gone to see it <laughs> and yeah. done something else with your time. And then I'm like, it's your fault we have four Transformers movies because you, <laughs> you didn't you like part gave... two and three and yeah. four and you bought tickets to all of them. Literally put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Yeah, anytime, like, especially, you know, being at the Mayfair, I, I will go out of my way and be like, I bought, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy on Blu-ray. Not that they needed my money, just because I felt it was some kind of, like, karmic scale of, like, I love you, you need my money, <laughs> please make another one of these. And, uh, uh, and I always kind of feel like, well, we're playing your movie and we're saying lots of nice things about it, so that's still helping a bit, even though I didn't pay a ticket admission to get in to see you at the Mayfair. Yeah. I, we do our best to get yeah. people in our seats. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of original movies, yes. we've, we haven't mentioned uh, R100. Oh, yes. yes. Which is this weekend's Ottawa Starts premiere. Starts tonight. Starts tonight at 9, and then it continues... Uh, couple Although times you, this week. You probably but, won't be listening to this today. Yeah. No. Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, or is it Sunday? Friday, Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And this is a Japanese film about uh, S&M. It's about a mild-mannered 
yeah. man who decides to visit an S&M club. Yeah. And uh, his life unravels. I don't know. I Pretty haven't seen it. Pretty much gets convinced into signing up to get beaten up for a year. Oh. Yeah. Like surprise beat ups. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's well, like... It's interesting that we're we're showing it this weekend, the same weekend that uh, Fifty Shades of Grey opens. Yeah, yeah. And I will, you know, bet you a hundred dollars that R one hundred is probably a lot more uh, kinkier and See, sexier. Well, it's also probably based on I don't even know. It is definitely sexier. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is. I'm fascinated by Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I haven't read it. I don't intend to read it, to be honest. But how there's like merchandising and stuff now and just like the mainstreaming of what on the surface seems like a controversial tale it's because it's twilight fan fiction it, yeah, yeah yeah it's like because you can get like a teddy bear or um perfume i believe i hope that teddy bear vibrates i don't know what it does what, you know yeah. but i'm curious they they the powers that be were smart because there's no super big stars in it mm-hmm. relatively low budget i'm sure so even if it doesn't do as well as, like, a blockbuster level, they're going to make their money back. Yeah. And if it does well and instigates, you know, a franchise out of this... No, the, oh, it will. There's, like, uh, it's a trilogy. Yeah. I wonder it's, if they'll do, like, yeah. like, Twilight, do they, they... Nowadays, they always break up the third movie into two movies. Yeah. They'll do that. They're going to get four movies out of these but it's, books. Yeah. They'll just keep going. But if they... they um, yeah, R one hundred is, I just I just love that our 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 Valentine's weekend is Emily, R one hundred and painted lips. Yeah. So little something for everybody, but I was reading about R one hundred and it's it's, the 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 star or one of the stars of R one hundred is the equivalent of the Japanese Seinfeld, mm-hmm. in in terms of he's been, on a really successful show but for for twice as long as Seinfeld, and he's super famous. So I don't know what the 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 box office was in Japan for R100, but it's one of those movies where it's always interesting to see like a movie that is a giant phenomenon, controversial phenomenon somewhere. And here in Canada, it'll play at an indie theater like us for three or four days, hopefully get a bit of a crowd, and that's the end of it. So I wonder if Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. is the same somewhere. Like nobody has heard of it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in Japan or very, you know. Oh no! I imagine, I imagine, you know, that there's, it's being sold quite well internationally. Yeah, it's always different stuff. Like with R one hundred, you watch the trailer, even you see the poster, and what always catches my eye of any genre is that that's, they're 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 trying, you know, like this this is whether it works or not, it's going to be something you haven't seen before. It's going to catch your attention, and maybe you'll really like it. And it'll be, it's always better, instead of on a Friday night going, oh, I didn't like the other movies in this franchise, or, oh, I don't like this actor, but I'm still going to go, seek something out. Mm-hmm. Go see a movie that is something different. Outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love stumbling into a movie not knowing anything about it. It's hard nowadays. Uh, I, I try to avoid kind of movie geek websites a lot because yeah. I, I find they lead with the spoiler, which I Same hate. here, yeah. Like, it would be like if you were watching a movie in, like, 1980. If the internet existed in 1980, like, the headlines would be like, like, what a twist in Empire Strikes Back. Darth <laughs> Vader is Luke's dad. And I've read, like, 20 of those in the past few years. I'm just like, and then I just gave up. Yeah. But I love, like, kind of back in the day, I saw Run, Lola, Run, blind. Didn't know anything about it. I knew the poster had, like, 
a cute redhead girl on it. That's all I knew. And I love that movie so much. And I, and I just wonder if I would have loved it as much if I went in kind of knowing what was happening. Mm. And so, yeah, I, I like going to a movie blind. Some people don't like doing that. I, we, have, we have a couple of patrons here who the husband brings the wife and the wife mm. wants to see the movies. But half the time I'll go in and be like chatting with them before the movie when they're sitting in their love seat. And I'll go, oh, this one's really good. And she'll say to me, she's sitting there with like 15 minutes before the movie, and she'll say, what am I seeing? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what I'm watching. Please tell me. Yeah, and she, she just comes, and, and, and she might be about to watch, you Sometimes know. she doesn't even want to know, actually. She, no. She wants to hear absolutely nothing before the movie. And she doesn't know if it's Big Hero 6 or, or Whiplash. She doesn't know. She's like, this could be whatever. And, yeah. But that, that's my kind of movie watcher. I'll just, I'll just watch all the movies all the time. But yeah, so I was glad um, we got some of these Oscar ones back. Another Oscar one we have back, we just know now, we, we um, just the way scheduling worked out, we actually have two weeks planned out instead of the one, and we have Wild coming back next week. Mm-hmm. Which, which I still want to see, I haven't seen it yet. I missed it too, so I'm going to catch it on this next round. And we have Inherent Vice coming back, yeah. which is up for best uh, script and costume. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny, I just saw the trailer like half an hour ago, and having seen the trailer after the movie, now I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, okay. The trailer, the trailer acts as a good bit of Cole's notes and kind of says, "This is this guy. He's doing this. He's going to do that." And I swear, after seeing the trailer, I was like, "Okay, okay, I'm with you now. I know what's happening." Amazing. But it's that movie. It, it's some things I've read about it where people, even some folks, I like. I, I, I listen to Doug loves movies, and he was saying he loves uh, P. T. Anderson. And he didn't like this movie as much as, as kind of the Magnolia Boogie Nights classic. And he, um, he said he didn't like hate it or anything, but he said he, he didn't think it was up to form. And I've heard that from a lot of kind of movie geeks. They didn't like it. But then a lot of, it's one of those split decisions. You'll either go in and it'll be that kind of cult movie that you'll, you'll gush about and buy the t-shirt and read the screenplay. Or you'll, you'll, it won't sink in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have to see it again. I mean, I, I love I'm going to watch it. I love P.T. Anderson, but this movie kind of frustrated me a bit in terms of, like, what's going on. And I know you're not really supposed to figure mm-hmm. everything out. Yeah. It's just kind of, you just have to kind of uh, lose yourself in it a bit. But uh, Just pretend that you're high. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read yeah. the book? I have the book, but I haven't read it yet. I'm curious if the book is... The book is apparently more, like, they had to cut down. Like, it's a long movie. It's almost three hours, but they really yeah. had to condense... Still condense it a lot from that's the crazy, mm. and and is the books that like I kind of said I don't know what you call this but kind of it, it felt like Hunter S Thompson esque yeah yeah like there's a bunch of weird characters doing weird things the the thing that that made me have Hunter S Thompson come to mind is there was times where I was like is that person even there like it had that kind of vibe of like is this his imaginary friend and that's what made me think of like leaving Las Vegas kind of thing mm-hmm. of. Funnily enough, Is this really happening? yeah, with uh, uh, Benicio del Toro, uh, and that, and I was like, oh wait, you were in that movie too. Yeah, yeah. You you were an imaginary friend in that movie too. So I, I don't know if it was intended for that kind of thing, but um, yeah, I, I like I like P. T. Anderson. He's one of those guys too who like I don't think his movies really make money, and they seem like they cost a couple bucks. And mm-hmm. but he, I'm glad, but he keeps on working, mm-hmm. and it's like. I don't know who you're tricking, but keep going. Because it doesn't seem like his movies... I don't know what his most financially successful movie was, but 
I don't think Boogie Nights or, or Magnolia made a ton of money. I don't think Punch Drug Love made a ton of money. Maybe he's just the kind of guy that's happy with breaking even. And I think so, For the yeah. love of the craft. And I think, I think if you can get a studio that's nice enough to be like, okay, you know, we're giving you $4 million and not $100 million, and we just made a bunch of Harry Potter money, so go, you yeah. know, go do this. Yeah, yeah, stop bothering us. Yeah, don't 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 uh, don't spend more money than you have to, and we'll let you do your weird movie and make us look good and get some Oscar nominations. Yeah, he, out he of gives it. he gives them the studios some prestige. Yeah, <laughs> and then the studio will go take go you know their Twilight money and <laughs> give them a couple bucks. Roll to make around a, in it. Yeah, make a, <laughs> make a little movie after that. Um, yeah, and and uh, what was the other one next week? We have Wild. A girl walks home. Oh, girl a girl walks, walks home alone at night from Iran, which looks great. Iranian black and white film noirish vampire, vampire movie. movie. Yeah, and and uh, we have again. It looks like something that we had somebody asking. I forget who it was asking about sponsoring kind of like a female empowerment kind of uh, uh, films, uh, and and we pointed that one and we said, well. Maybe that one would work down your alley. Um, down your alley. <laughs> down your alley. Ha <laughs> Whoa, there's a Freudian slip. <laughs> and, because, um, yeah, it, look, it, look, it looks, I think it looks like something out of the 70s. Like, it looks like, yeah. like, an, like a 70s film fest. Well, it looks like a, it looks like a Jim Jarmusch kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks very, very. Especially with, like, the rockabilly kind of soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. On, on the heels of, of his take on non-Twilight vampire kind of movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and uh, what, was that? what else did we want to talk about? There was something else I wanted to talk about. What did I want to talk about? Oh! Just bad Valentine's Day stuff. Bad Valentine's Day stuff. We were chatting last night about bad Valentine's Day stuff. And, and I will admit, I actually said, like, do we want to talk about this on the air? Is this too much information? <laughs> but I was just, I was, I'm always interested in, especially as Mayfair specific stories, is this is quite a while ago, but like five years ago or so, um, I had like a horrible being dumped breakup, and like the next day in a daze, came to the Mayfair by myself and sat in my seat and watched a movie that I was anticipating, and it's just a blur. Like I was this emotional wreck, and I was just like, I have nowhere else to go. I can go to the Mayfair and eat all the popcorn and be sad. And the movie was um, uh, the the one with Jason Bateman. Directed by uh, about the beer beer company stuff. Beer fest. Oh, beer no. What was it? Directed by the the Mike Judge. Oh, extract. Extract. Oh, yeah. It was extract. Okay. And I love Mike Judge. I like Beavis and Butthead and the uh, Office Space, all that kind of stuff. So it's interesting. Like just the frame of mind I was in was just like got to go to watch a movie. And soon after that, we had The Road, which is like just oh, the most man. <laughs> depressing, horrible thing. And not that there were similarities in a discussion I had with a girl as Viggo Mortensen had with Charlize Theron in the movie, except for the post-apocalyptic cannibalistic wasteland kind of thing. But just right. it was a similar kind of like, I'm leaving you because I'm this tone. And it happened. I was just sitting there and my friend I was with, he looks over at me and just kind of gives me like a double thumbs up. <laughs> And then afterwards, we're walking away from the Mayfair, and he was like, why did we go see that? (laughs) That can't have been good for your psyche. I bought that book, the Cormac McCarthy book, Yeah, uh, that uh, The Road, for my dad for Father's Day. Oh, Oh, my God. And I'm thinking, like, I haven't read any of his books. I know they're kind of dark, but I bought that book for him thinking, well, he he likes 
novels and yeah. it's about a father and son and yeah. he yeah. read it well, rather it's very dense like I think he read it really quickly yeah. and then afterwards he's like why did you buy that <laughs> book for me <laughs> how do you really feel about me Andrew <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh, well, I guess along the lines of bad Valentine's Day stories. <laughs> you, have to, you have to tell the story because I, I love the story. story. Um, I haven't heard this. My, a friend of mine, who uh, was my boyfriend before, um, and his brother, uh, submitted a movie to the Sexy Film Fest last year, uh, which is all fine and good, and so I'm expecting them to show up and whatever. We'd broken up a little while before. I was, you know, maybe still a little sad, but it was okay. I was fine with it. Uh, was we it a mutual thing, or did one person dump the other? Uh, one person dumped the other, <laughs> but um, it was still, like, sort of understandable. It was fine. Yeah. It was over. Yeah. Um, and so everything is fine, and he says, so, you know, I'm coming to the fest or whatever. Then he just was up with a lady. Oh. And, I was, and it was like, it's, this is okay, but then it was like, uh, oh, oh, well, like, this is probably one of your first dates. Cool. So I'm working here on Valentine's Day, and you're here with your new girlfriend. And that, I mean, oh. they're happy together now. It's fine. I'm okay with it. I think you, you should know. have had a nervous breakdown and got up in front of the movie and, like, introduced it. And then you'd be like, I'd like to welcome them tonight. <laughs> I hope they're having a good time. No, no. I hope they did have a good time. Uh, they'll probably be here tomorrow night, too. Yeah. I just, like, that. that is, like, one of the most Seinfeldian stories <laughs> I've ever heard in real life. <laughs> just, like, like, not the oh, end of the world. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I'd like you to meet Mel. We broke up 18 hours we ago. We didn't even know. We even avoided all of that. It was like, we didn't even look at each other. It was just like sliding money across the table. <laughs> like, and they went to get their seats, and I tried to avoid them for the rest of the evening. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's good stuff. It was a good one. <laughs> was it was like, a good one. Like, we, like, my friends and I, like, lived here in high school, and I... I'll come back to the story maybe on a future podcast because get the details because I, I don't think my friend will be shy about telling it. But like there was one night here where it was like like the cliche like uncomfortable fifteen year old nerd like doing like the yawn and putting an arm around a girl <laughs> and the girl clearly not feeling that same way and thinking let's just be friends and then have oh, me no. having to yawn and take his arm back and then put his arm back down and then sit for another ninety minutes. Yeah. Of just like so, uh, that didn't work at all, did it? Don't no. Don't make that the first thing you do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty. And if I remember correctly, it really was. It was like sit down, trailers playing, and I'm going to do what they do on sitcoms from the '50s and <laughs> yawn, and it didn't work and so well. Fail. And fail. And no. retract. Yeah. And sit quiet. I I got ditched at a uh, the Back to the Future screening. Oh here. no. Yeah. Oh no. Like half. Not what? even she. She. She went to the bathroom, quote unquote. I think. What um, a jerk! Whenever a woman tells me, "Oh, I had, I went to the bathroom," it, it I don't believe it. <laughs> so, you never will again. Like she ruined it. it. It was like fifteen minutes into the movie. She's like, "I have to go to the bathroom." I'm like, "All right." Okay. Yeah. And assuming that she's like taking the biggest dump in the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I hope she she better have been, <laughs> uh, but she... she never came back. That's insane. And then she texted I hope me later. The reason was like, I'm soiled in my pants. I have to I go hope. home. <laughs> was she kidnapped and Liam Neeson had to go get her? Oh, <laughs> like, I hope so. No, I think she said, Oh, I wasn't feeling well, so I just had to leave. And it's like, Well, you didn't want to come and tell me. So you should have been like, I called the police. I thought you were kidnapped. <laughs> I reported a missing person, so they're going to come to your house. That would be good if you're watching, like, 
um, uh, blue blue Valentine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch watching like War of the Roses. <laughs> and, yeah, in like the most heavy, depressing scene, or or when they're singing uh, "One is the Loneliest Number" in Magnolia, <laughs> just sitting there, a single tear going down your face. Oh, that's that's great. Well, that's how we kick off our Valentine's Day yeah. podcast. Yeah. I think we're about uh, getting ready to wrap this up. I, I, I think if we had not have overly mentioned that this was going to sound horrible over and over again, I think that didn't work too bad. Yeah, I think it came off okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you're not going to be too I think our I think our stories of like heartbreak and disappointment drowned out uh, the, uh, the, the, music of, yeah. the music of Whiplash. So what you have to do, if you're listening, um, Facebook us, Twitter us, find us. If you want to share, tell us. Your horrible your, yeah. Mayfair Valentine story. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to hear the good ones. Those are We no. see all the good ones all the time. Yeah, People good ones are fine. Proposing, getting married, yeah. Yeah. good dates. We see all of those. We want to hear the bad stuff. If you have those and you want to share, send them in, find us, and we'll tell them. We won't name names if you don't want us to. Because I'm sure there must be some other good stories like I'm that. I'm sure there's some great ones. Yeah. The one, right before we leave, I'll, I'll, the, the one I will never forget is I was walking north on Elgin Street... A friend of mine lived in the apartments over uh, the lieutenant's pub. And uh, so it was just like half a block away. So walking down Elgin Street, passing by, if you happen to be listening, not in Ottawa, a little place called Elgin Street Diner, 24-hour diner. And I don't know why it caught my eye, but I caught the eye of the loveliest young couple, hand in hand, talking to each other. And it somehow caught my eye. Went, picked up my friend, and turned around, and we were walking back past Elgin Street Diner 10 minutes later, I forget what we were doing. It might have been coming to the Mayfair for all I know. And in that 10 minutes, something happened. And just as the window was to our right, she threw a milkshake in his face, <laughs> knocked everything off the table, what? and what? ran out of Elgin's Drenner. And my friend and I stopped in her tracks. And she ran out, walked out, and he's sitting there dripping with milkshake. And I will never know the story, because I couldn't walk in and be like, dude, what the hell just happened? But I witnessed... I missed something horrible there. He either she said, said the he worst had, thing. he might have cheated on somebody. I gave you herpes. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that for the rest of my life. So if you have a story like that at the Mayfair, let us know and we'll uh, share it. Yeah, and then um, you know you can come drown your sorrows and, and afterwards come to House of Chug for Remy Royale. Yeah, which I'm not sure what time that starts at. But That'll you be can cool definitely too. come to that after Painted Lips and mm-hmm. buy, buy a cookie. And buy cookies <laughs> from Auntie okay. Lou's. Uh, I think that's about us. I think we got to get ready to uh, to show still do Alice, stuff. show still Alice, and do stuff. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, and uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as MayfairTheater.ca and Podomatic. And our yep. Podomatic numbers have gone down, but I think that's just because everyone's listening on iTunes now. Which is oh, awesome, I hope so. Which is great. Let us know. Go on, just listen to iTunes like three, four times a day. Just re-listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just leave it, leave it running. Noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's it. All right, see you around. Bye, guys. Bye. Get more out of life. Go out to a movie.